Hello and welcome back to Small Screens Film Club, the podcast in which we discuss one movie every week, just one, much like you would in a book club. So this week, my guest is Alessia. Hi! Alessia is back. I'm back. Again. Again. Very kindly agreed to be on the podcast yet again. <laughs> <laughs> it was very diffi- difficult scheduling all of this, but, uh, but we got there in the end, yeah. didn't we? And, uh, and this week, the movie is The Handmaiden. Yes, well, you say that, but I also wanted to watch it, and uh, and you have enjoyed a lot of the mo- movies. I, we've... I have enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two the other week, and I think you enjoyed that. Yeah, we yeah. decided not to do Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two because, well, people don't really like spoilers about Marvel movies. Yeah. And um, and The Handmaiden, I think, is kind of a far more interesting movie to talk about anyway. Yeah. Uh, and so this is Chang Wook Park's film. Uh, he previously directed films like Old Boy and Stoker, um, which are two of his most famous movies. And now he's back with The Handmaiden, which is, uh, well, he did the screenplay for this, but it was actually inspired by a novel called Fingersmith by Sarah Waters. Yet The Handmaiden, oddly enough, is a very Japanese, kind of South Korean yeah, type it, movie. It does have that vibe, definitely. Yeah, um, and you wouldn't have thought that it was actually based on a Western novel. Uh, so, do you reckon you could <laughs> describe the plot, maybe? Uh, why do you want me to describe this plot in particular? <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, it's a very, it's it's a not not really a complicated plot to describe. And anyway, no. so a woman I is. Can describe it if you want. Well, a, a woman is hired as a, a handmaiden. She's a South Korean woman. And she's hired as a handmaiden to a Japanese heiress. Um, but secretly behind all of this, she's actually involved in a rather sordid plot to uh, put her in, in an asylum, in asylum and well, take her money. Yeah, you have to say that the handmaiden is not an actual handmaiden. She is part of a family that is like... Kind of a family of fraudsters. Yeah, like a real profession, like a real mm. organisation, like... And they're South Korean, and there's a South Korean man that kind of runs this uh, this organization, and he's the one that wants to marry the um, the Japanese heiress and um, and stripper of all her money, basically by calling her insane and getting her locked up. Yeah. Which actually apparently was quite a common occurrence um, in Japan. Yeah. Um, but this this film in particular, it's kind of it's set up in three parts. Which was quite interesting. So it's like part one, part two, part three, uh, much like a, you know, a normal movie is. But it's very, very, it's very much each part is almost kind of a different, like I suppose tableau you might call it, or a different part of the story. I mean, each part is actually kind of you see the movie from the eyes of someone else. Mm-hmm. So in the first part, you see the movie from like with the eyes of. The handmaiden, and in the second part, you see the movie from the eyes of the um, 
heiress. Of the Japanese heiress, yeah. Lady Hideoko. Hideoko, was it? Hideoko. Oh my god. I don't know. The handmaiden herself is called Suki, I think. And then there's then the Jap the South Korean uh, man that's involved is is it, he's kind of posing as a count. Yeah, isn't but he? he's a fake. But he's a fake count. Everything about him is fake. Um, even uh, basically nothing is quite as it seems in this movie. Well, that's why. So what he does, he basically he um, he's a he makes fake books. Mm-hmm. So, so he's he, an artist, kind of like, but he makes yeah. fake books. And he recreates drawings and books as yeah. well, as well. And the uncle of the Harris that wants to marry her, oh my god, he's such a perv. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, he sells these books. Mm. I'm guessing he sells the fake books. Yeah, so, uh, well, does it, I, I, never, I never quite... Yeah, I think it does. I think they have out. kind of... It's kind of a, a bit of a weird relationship between this the old man and the other man. Because hmm. you don't... In the count, you mean. In the count, yeah. The fake count and the real one. Because you don't really... You don't really know if they know each other that well or not. I think... I think they do. I think that he works for him. Hmm. The fake count works for him. And, yeah, it makes... Basically, makes this fake books for him. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's not really the big part of the story, though, is it? It's more it's more the relationship between the um, the handmaiden and the heiress is kind yeah. of is kind of the focal point of the story, and um, and th- this film in particular, it actually there's there are lots of scenes because the Jap- the Japanese heiress basically what she does is she reads all these stories in front of these rich Japanese men. To sell the books. To sell the books. But a lot of these stories are, well, almost all of them are quite perverted. It's like erotic. Yeah. So it's... Literature. Yeah, exactly. And it's, um... And... The the count... Both kind of the count and I think, um... The, uh... The uncle himself know that they can never... They can never really... They can never be with the heiress. Well... But his uncle is kind of... <laughs> the uncle is kind of... Oh my god. <laughs> no, I need to let him in. Yeah, sorry, our cat's being... Uh... <laughs> Why did you make put me outside? Because you're being crazy. 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 So okay. now our cat's back in the room. Yeah, now he was like meowing way too much. Anyway, so what I was saying. So you you were we talking about the uh, the relationship between the, the uncle and the heiress. Why? Yeah, that's. Um, he's obsessed with her, isn't he? Mm, I'm not sure he's obsessed with her. So basically, he had a so he had a wife. Mm. She would make her, his wife read the stories to the man. Yeah. It's just and he was really a violent man. Yeah. So once once his wife tried to escape, he kills her, mm. and basically the only way she he, he had to continue like continue his business basically was making her his niece mm. doing the same thing that his wife was doing. It happened that his niece was really good at good, it, good looking. Oh yeah. 
woman as well. So he's planning to marry her. Because that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really weird and it makes you quite uncomfortable. But I think what the, the thing that I really, really enjoyed about this film is the fact that it always keeps you guessing. Yeah, but I, I, about the, sorry, about the, the man, I think it's more like, it's, it's not that he wants, like, he, he likes her or whatever. I think it's more a question of possession. possession. Hmm. He sees her as a pose- possession, like she was a thing. But he can't have her. There's a whole thing about him not not being able to... Well, because they're not married yet. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, but it's um, it's one of those. Uh, it's quite it's it's quite a difficult thing because you know, you can never really tell. First of all, I mean I know I know this it's, it is in it's all in Japanese and Korean. So and all you you're having to read a lot of what's going on. Everything and, and, and it means it does it does mean that at points you do. Lose, uh, lose kind of track of what's really going on because it's everything's very quick everything's happening very quick it's a very it's quite a long film but there's a pace at which things are going on and it's it's also not not being a, a native speaker of either Japanese or South Korean it's quite difficult to really understand a lot of the backstory so so you're having to kind of piece it together from uh, things you're reading on screen and then trying to look at expressions and and body language and things like that so Ultimately, I think unless you see this a film, unless you see this film a second time, which we haven't done, not yet, yet. you're not really going to understand the intricacies behind every little detail. Yeah. You? So you, I mean, what what the film what the film does is that so I I'm, I spoke before how it's set up in three parts. So you've got the first part that makes you very much think one thing doesn't it? It makes you think that the story is going one in one direction. Yeah. It's kind of almost a love story. Well, yeah. it is a love story. And then, and then there's, there's something that happens at the end of that first scene, uh, that first act, and you just, bam. Yeah. You know, you just think, what's going on? Yeah, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> you, you That's really, good. You really don't see it coming. I mean, because we're discussing this uh, in the film, form of a, a film club, so basically what turns out to have been the case all along is that the heiress and the count have been playing the handmaiden the whole time and then the handmaiden is the one who ends up in an asylum up, yeah and then the film cuts back goes back in time and you see uh, the japanese heiress at a very young age the second part the second starts, part yeah, yeah starts and um and then it goes through her life and it explains why she is the way she is and she's basically realized that she's a very messed up individual Actually, the thing that is also that you kind of understand afterwards, like the Harris looks really naive in the first yeah. part she because she's, she's playing yeah. this naive pers- persona to kind of fool the the handmaiden. Yeah. So she, the handmaiden, the handmaiden doesn't know that she's reading that kind of stuff, you know, like some erotic. Like everything is right. Well, no, she doesn't know, yeah. so she thinks she's a very naive. Yeah, but then because at some point we're gonna have to tell them that they have sex. Okay, <laughs> that's the thing. So the there's hand... a lot of sex. Yeah. Well. So it's like kind of like the blue is the warmest color, but yeah, but more sex. Yeah. And um, so she, she, they have sex, and the handmaid's like, "How do you know this stuff? You know, how do you know what to do all this?" 
because yeah, she doesn't know. No, she doesn't. It's a, it's a big. It's important because like she, she thinks, thinks she she's, thinks she's an, she's a naive, yeah. like poor poor little woman locked poor little up. Rich girl. Yeah, you know she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know anything. It's all. It's all about perception. Yeah, so, so and then in the second part, you you see what she has to do. Mm. In the second part, she, you see how she grew up, which is quite it. It completely like it makes you. You think you knew you know the character at that point, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I didn't know anything. You, you never really know the the heiress until the last until the last um, the last part because at the beginning of the film she makes you believe that she's a naive. Um, yeah, un kind of unexperienced girl, basically. That, that's that's what you think she is. But then in the second, then in the second part, you think she's a conniving, um, you know, asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bitch, basically. Yeah. Uh, but then in the third part, you realize that actually, she's a very lonely. She's uh, she she falls in love with this with, with this handmaiden um probably i think she falls in that's the first time she's fallen in love and she falls in love pretty hard and the, because of you know you you find out that actually it's not just a double cross it's like almost like a triple cross yeah. at the end of the film um and you realize that she's she's actually uh, she, she's been alone her whole time she's been almost mo- molested by her uncle yeah um you know beaten uh, there, there's a rather, there's a rather quite harrowing scene where she's, um, as a child, she's uh, reading, and obviously she's not reading well enough, and the uncle puts these balls in her mouth, which is actually another kind of quite sexual act. Yeah. I think, and then and then starts whipping her, whipping her hand, and it's um, it's really, I mean, there are lots of scenes in this film that are really quite difficult to watch. Um, it tends to be the case with a lot of um, a lot of Changwok Park's movies is that he 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 does he does direct he's got he he in the past he's directed quite violent movies. This isn't necessarily very violent, but it's quite psychologically, psychologically violent. violent. It's, it's 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 a psychological thriller, um, and um, so I think we've discussed quite a lot of the plot. Uh, I, yeah, I think the actually the. Um, the balls, the geisha balls, are really kind of like a, a an ongoing symbol. In the yeah, movie. definitely. Yeah. You see them at least three times. And then you you see them engaged in an actual sexual act at the end. Of yeah, the which song. is quite of like, you know. It's almost it's, like a middle finger, I think, to yes. to the uncle. Yes, it is definitely. Um, I, I really do see it as a. I mean, I've I've read I've read a lot of reviews where people have said that there's probably too much kind of sex in this film I don't think that's really the case there is a lot of sex but, but it's part of it, it I mean there isn't more sex than in a lot of the there is a the, the, you know the problem what it is is that it's lesbian sex yeah so people are yeah. not used to it so it looks like it's a lot but mm. it's not more than like a normal movie where no, exactly. a woman and a guy and are having sex yeah like, it's no more sex and sex in the city, guys so it's yeah. fine <laughs> I think they did actually have to have sex though on on why? Didn't know why. Well, just what watching it. I think I don't know how they couldn't have done. <coughs> Wait, it's like watching. Did you watch Blue is the Warmest Color? I haven't color? watched Blue is the Warmest Color. It's kind no, of I the same thing. That. Apparently, they had like stuff on 
I don't know. They have different <laughs> things. I don't know. Did they have body doubles? Body doubles. Uh, I don't know if they had body doubles, but they I really had... don't think they did here because they did have body doubles in Lars von Trier's movie. Uh, in, yeah, but uh, there was this... Oh, in Nymphomania. Did they? Yeah, yeah, they did. They definitely did have body doubles in that. But <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I haven't. I like haven't, a stuntman. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't think that's the case with this film. I don't know. But, I mean. It, in reality, you don't see that much. No, no. It's you, really you, well filmed. It's, you you feel like you're seeing a lot, but if, if you think about it, you're not seeing anything. Yeah, and there, there, there's actually quite... You see a lot more in blue, the warm, it's the warmest colours, than I, I really don't know how you can't feel like this is, that is fake. And, um, and there's a lot of this film, there's a lot of this in this film, there's a lot of beautiful uh, set design and... Also, the the scenes, the outdoor scenes. There are scenes when they're running in fields and going into these forests. It's just, it's just really beautiful to watch. Where is it? Where was it filmed? Actually, I don't know. Oh, I, I somewhere in Japan, I assume. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but the 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 house itself is a. It, they say in the film that it's based on a on a on English, English stately yeah. home, and uh, and and you do see that. There are also regular power cuts in the film. And that's that's a lighting effect. It's really quite interesting when there's a, there's a certain uh, scene where the heiress is reading a uh, another one of these erotic kind of <laughs> stories, and the lights keep on flickering in and out, and and you just she kind of just goes with it, and she becomes more and more manic as 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 the reading goes on, and more and more into it, and there's there's a, a sense that she's she's picturing herself with the handmaiden. And it and it's like it's another kind of, I don't know. Maybe I'm going too much into it at that, at that <laughs> no. point. But but I I really I really felt that it was uh, it really, it stayed with me as well, for quite a long time. I couldn't I couldn't really stop thinking about it. You know, afterwards it was something. It kind of messes a bit with your head and, and you keep on thinking, there are ways it could have gone and then there are ways it it went eventually. It just keeps you guessing really. The the only character that was like, where she's such a bitch was the, um, the other the other like kind of like kind of handmaiden governor whatever she yeah. was. I still don't understand. In a way, it's... in a way, she's the most uh, kind of, twisted, character in the whole in the whole movie. Yes, because you kind of like she's a she's a real bitch with the, to the to the, Harris, hmm. and everybody really. And yeah. and you like why are you so mean? What's what's your like? I think she just gets a thrill out of being mean to people. Maybe. I mean, she she definitely because, I think she's on. She's just there. There are things that she does in this film like where uh, she terrif- basically she terrifies them. a young child in this, and it's it's really quite horrible. And uh, and she's really mean to the handmaiden when she first arrives, and she's you know, really actually quite horrible with the um, aunt as well, where yeah. she she takes great pleasure in locking the aunt up, you know. And there's there's a scene when the aunt tries to escape, and then the um, yes, the yes. governess, I suppose she is, uh, presses a switch or a, you know, pulls yeah, a, a lever. Like she's she, locked in. She's like the. Um, the little helper, the like the the pervert uncle, little helper, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's really, I I I don't really have anything bad to say about this film, to be honest. Um, but I'm going to, 
I'm going to ask you a second question is uh, what stood out for you? Um, That's a difficult one. What stood out? Um, again, like the surprise effect mm. of having m- multiple parts and multiple. I really like the idea of multiple point of views mm. of the movie and not just telling that, like, that, that, like, it could have just told the rest of the story and that's it, but having different, like, point of views is really yeah. interesting, I thought. No, I definitely agree. I think for me though, it was more the um, the kind of I love a movie with a good twist, and uh, and I really I really felt that this one definitely provided that. I mean, I, I know unfortunately we've spoiled it um, for all of you who are listening to this and haven't seen the film. But well, you should never join a club without having read the book. You? Yeah, but I think we should actually start saying in advance what the film would be <laughs> next week. Oh, I don't, I, yeah, but we don't know. Yeah, we, we don't know, unfortunately. We're going to have to start planning that a bit better. But yeah, definitely um, the twist nature of this film, the, the acting and just just everything really stood out for me. I think um, uh, I, I really couldn't say anything. Uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't point to anything in particular or say that anything was worse than anything else. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. That makes any sense. Um, okay, so I on to the... Know. Third and final question. <laughs> did you have Did you have any problems with the film? Uh, no, I mean I, I wasn't bothered by the sex scenes. <laughs> so. No, I, I'd heard lots of uh, stories about people walking out. Really? Yeah, because I suppose it's not. It wasn't really sold as a kind of as an erotic thriller. It's not. Come on, there is like literally two sex scenes. Yeah, I know, I know. Like but in the middle of the movie, kind of at the beginning and then at the end. Mm. It's not a big deal, literally. People are, are mad just because of two women having sex and they're not used to two women on the screen having yeah. sex. That's why when Blue is the One Was Cold when it came out, it was such a big deal. Why, is that, why does it have to be such a big deal? Mm. It's like basic instinct, but you can see her pussy. Like, every single film, what, do we have to really make a list yeah. of movies where you can see women that are completely naked having sex with a man? It was like a... It's, yes, it's, we can. Yeah. Make a long, long list. And nobody, nobody says anything about it. Mm. Now, there's two scenes with two women. You can't even see that much. You mm. literally can't even see her ass. If you think about it, you can't. You no. can see only see her. It's like, very it's very well shot. You can only you think you're seeing a lot. Mm. Like you have this feeling like you're literally there. <laughs> but in reality you're seeing like her legs. Yeah. You see probably her breasts a bit, but literally open any magazine and we'll see loads of breasts. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Etc. Etc. But you really like what even at the end, you know, the, there is this scene at the end where they are both in front of one another and they put like geisha balls in each other. It's a very erotic scene because you know what is going on, but you can't really like you, yeah, you see can't that. See it. You can't really. But it's see like it. really dark and you can't see it, but you can't really see it. You know. <laughs> I mean. I, I, I completely agree with you. I think that anybody that, that went into this film and then left during one of the sex scenes is it's just it's it's not the film for them and you know Yeah, but what's the film for them? 
like seriously. Like, <laughs> and a, another another film that was on uh, maybe their finest or a film like that that was on this week as well. Mm-hmm. But um, it's yeah uh, as as you you said then for for me as well there was there I had no problems with the film. I I really can't single out any maybe apart from the uncle being a bit over the top weird. Um, yeah, but he, he needed to be. Yeah, but he needed to be, and I, I really enjoyed that performance, and um, I, I really wouldn't be able to, to come up with anything negative at all about this movie. Um, so finally, uh, if you were to give a vocal rating for this movie, this is the hardest question of the lot. What would it be? <gasps> yeah, that's a good one. Surprise! Yeah, you surprise. see, so I was going to go for it, like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My Nick Cage impression. Whoa, yeah, uh, I think, uh, I think like it's it's an ob- for me it's an obvious kind of nine or even maybe even a ten out of ten, because that that I I really couldn't couldn't really come up with anything negative about it or have any criticisms about it at all. I I, I thought it was completely uh, captivating and and moving, and uh, it made me it kind of went I went through all the emotions one could go through during a film or during two hours and uh, I, I think I highly highly recommend it definitely I do yeah, I mean unfortunately if you haven't seen it you've probably, you, you know the whole story now but um, even if you you haven't seen it and you you think you know everything I'd still say go and see it because it's um, go and see it but if you have a problem with two women kissing then don't <laughs> I think if you have a problem with watching two women kissing then maybe Kind of grow up, no. Well, you can't uh, <laughs> really say that because I, mean, I, I remember when. Uh uh, there is a lot of tongues going on. That's that, yeah, true. I have that to say true. that, that there, there, there is a kissing scene in it. I forgot that's about too that. much tongue. There's <laughs> a lot of tongues. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I actually think you look at that, and that the Japanese heiress is certainly more experienced than the handmaiden. Well, don't, don't you think? Probably not experienced. I do not she knows know. what she's doing. Oh yeah, well I mean, yeah. she has read like probably every single erotic novel <laughs> yeah, exactly. on the planet. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, I think that about does it from us uh, for this week. Thank you very much for listening. As usual, you can uh, like and follow us on all the social media platforms: so Small Screen UK or GB on Facebook, UK on uh, Twitter, and there's also the blog where I write systematically. Sorry, I don't movies. think I got your Instagram and your Twitter. <laughs> it was a mess. Was it a mess? Okay, it's at smallscreengb on Twitter. And then uh, on Facebook, it's smallscreenuk because smallscreenuk was taken on Twitter, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you again next week with another film. We haven't quite figured out which one it'll be yet. I don't know. What's out that way? Oh, uh, well, Mindhorn is coming out, so maybe we could do that. Or we're thinking of doing a uh, hundred movies to watch before you die, which will be interesting because not all of them are new releases. Not <laughs> so, at all. So, um, so there is no might, new releases. People actually. might be able to actually do some homework. Yeah, we might be able to set some homework for people. That might be interesting. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, wait and see. Actually, uh, I've been thinking in honour of Alien Covenant coming out, mm-hmm. maybe doing Alien, the first film. <clears throat> and uh, Alessia might get to watch her first horror movie. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, that's enough from us. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.